Stickless is part of the Getting Here Podcast Network. Life is better when we're all together. Is a genius, and I'm not going to argue about that. Uh, <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Don't, at, Don't me. at me on that. Um, he is truly just the genius. And again, this is where I could talk about the poetry and the lyrics so much, but I don't have time today. Welcome back to Shtickless. I'm Megan. And I'm Jeff. And this week we're talking about internalized messages from kid movies. <laughs> and Jeff has told me that I have to go because I wrote wow. a lot, but it's good. So, wow, I just <laughs> so we got to get going. Under the bus. No, no, no. You're, you're so like tell my, me about the internalized you're like message. My, you're like my coach. You're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to move. We got to move. Come on. You got it. All right. You're 20, 24 seconds in. Let's go. Oh, my Lord. Okay. So first we're going to joke a little bit about movies from our childhood and some of the negative messages that you could glean from, from these gems. Uh, what you mean? There's a negative message to glean from Fox and the Hound. Oh my goodness, Fox and the Hound. Um, okay, so the message here is: you can be friends with people who are different than you, as long as you both stay in your place. <laughs> yeah, stay away from each other. I mean, that's that's the that's end of the, the message. Film. That's so sad. All right, what about Beauty and the Beast? As long as you don't mind being the prisoner of a really creepy guy, you get your room and board paid for for free. <laughs> so just as long as they have a library, just stay in their house. I mean, really, it's just Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, and then yeah. you fall in love. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome, the movie. <laughs> the movie. How about Little Mermaid? There's a big lesson on consent here, <laughs> and it involves being able to talk. Uh, and there's a creepy song where a bunch of animals are saying, "Kiss her, kiss her." <laughs> And she can't talk. And the message of the song is because she can't talk, there's no possible way that you could interpret consent or not. So you might as well just go for it. Oh, jeez. Dumbo? Uh, Alcoholism? Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Drugs. Oh, there's a whole scene. (laughs) I mean, I guess there is a scene with alcohol. Uh, No, I think Dumbo is as long as you're talented, it's okay to be weird. Like. Oh, that's true. That's uh, Dumbo is like another Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There you go. If yeah. you're going to be different, be useful. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's exactly. what it is. Uh, Alice in Wonderland? Uh, this one's not necessarily terrible. It's just maybe don't do not do drugs or, I don't know, it looks kind of or fun. Do you do drugs? I don't know. <laughs> it was not a good interpretation of the book, um, which was a criticism on the educational system. Yeah. But that's definitely not what I got as a child. <laughs> the Lion King? Just straight Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> Lion King's not necessarily bad. I mean, all movies you could find something problematic. But we have to def- we have to depend on royalty, whether good uh, or bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Um, again, actually, okay. So actually, I watched this movie recently-ish, and okay. there's actually a lot of good conversations Pocahontas can bring up. The only problem is um, the glamorization and romanticism of, of history yeah of, well and just history in general you <laughs> yeah, know like that yeah, yeah and, and that she was like a 12 year old girl and the story not a fully developed woman <laughs> yeah yeah it's very creepy very <laughs> creepy did you know that there's a big budget version of pocahontas oh gosh uh yeah um, yeah james cameron did it avatar. and it's called avatar <laughs> So if you didn't see Pocahontas, but you want to know the story, just watch Avatar. There you go. There you go. All right. Emperor's New Groove. Class Warfare. Oh, that's 
Now that one's good. I'm just I'm teasing, but um, the yeah. rich. As long as you befriend the rich, they won't eat you. Hey, uh, there you and, go. And take your property. That is Emperor's <laughs> New Year. Uh, and the last one, Tangled. Tangled. Um, my big problem with Tangled is there's so much trauma in Tangled, but because she ends up back with her family, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> don't they just kill Mother Gothel at the end? Like, don't we just kill her? She falls out a window, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. The, the Pascal just murders Mother yeah. Gothel, right? So solve your problems, kill your mother. Tangled. <laughs> Tangled is what we want to happen with our trauma. Like as long as we end up with a good life, then the trauma's gone. And yeah. it's <laughs> Okay, okay. That's a lot of mean mostly jokes. A lot of those are mostly it's jokes. Good good fun. Yeah, we're not we're not canceling movies or boycotting or anything like that. Although I will say I have never shown my children Fox and the Hound yeah, because I cannot one. think of a good message that comes mm-hmm. from that. No. Um, so even though it was a favorite when I was a kid, I just I just can't show my kids. But we watch a lot of these movies. The kids have watched a lot of them. Uh, oh yeah, we, we pop on Tangled a lot. Oh my goodness, Tangled is Tangled. Tangled is a fave. But there's a lot of these movies uh, that are that you know they lead to opportunities for good conversations. It is funny the things that kids will ask questions about. And really the message of today is that whatever we consume has the chance to influence us. And that can be a really positive thing. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about two examples of kids media that really just punched us in the face. But some of our absolute faves that we want our kids to take internalized messages from. They aren't new. Uh, the life of a parent is to talk about things, you know, like three years after they happen. <laughs> yeah, I just saw heat. I just saw heat. It doesn't make them less relevant, though. And sometimes you may talk about something that someone didn't know about. So over Christmas break, we spent lots of time snuggled up and watching favorites with our kids. Uh, that's one of my favorite things when they're out of school. You get, you know, we stay up a little bit later and, and you get to watch stuff. Yeah. So we picked a movie and a show. So let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Let's get into it. All right, so first we're going to do a movie, number one, Encanto. (laughs) I know everybody has talked Encanto to death, but I don't care. I love it so much. I could do an entire season on all of the intricacies, but I'm going to keep it general and brief. Jeff, tell us a little bit about the history of when Encanto came out. Okay, so Encanto came out at Thanksgiving of 21, and we're still pandemicking. We're still kind of on the tail end of that weird, do people go to the movies? Do they not go to the movies? And it bombed spectacularly yeah. uh, when it came out. It did not do well at all. In fact, within a month, it was on Disney+. Plus. So mm-hmm. they, it came out November 24th in theaters. It was on Disney+, Plus by December 24th. Then that week of Christmas, it did – I mean, it did good for a, a movie. But for a Disney movie, like 400 million minutes watched, which is – that's give, a lot of minutes. Give us a comparison. So when Luca came out – it was one and a half billion minutes watched its first week. So really like so Encanto less was than a third. Less than a third. Then people saw Encanto. Or those people who saw the 400 million minutes. Then they told friends, hey, you guys should watch Encanto. And the next week for Encanto was 2.2 billion minutes. Ooh. And then it, it like through January, it got to almost 10 billion minutes of Encanto watched. As people realized like, oh, there's something here. Yeah, But it, it really took a little while to grind out and it showed that people were still watching. And like, I know that Megan, we were laughing at her Spotify wrapped because <laughs> Megan's Spotify, rapped, her most played song of the year was from the Encanto soundtrack. And she listened to it the most on January 5th. You uh-huh. guys were memorizing mm-hmm. the lyrics to songs. Yeah. 
because guys, I, I do have to say my Spotify is the one that is used at the house with the children. Yes, yes. So no, I, no, no, I need no. to clarify no, this no, no. wasn't just me like, practicing the words. <laughs> but so it, it took a little bit to make an impact. But then once it did, it really dug in so much so that like, what did we watch last night? We watched the uh, Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, which they did a live concert for Encanto in November of 2022, and they filmed it and put it out. And it had like a big stage production and all the people who did With the most, songs. Yeah, most of the same Almost singers everybody, from yeah, the movie. The so we watched that again, and the kids were enthralled. Yeah. So. So then, like you said, it got just insanely popular really, really fast. And a lot of this was because uh, the music, I'm just I'm just going to say Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda is a genius, and I'm not going to argue about that. Uh, <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Don't, Don't at, at me. me on that. Um, he is truly just the genius. And again, this is where I could talk about the poetry and the lyrics so much, but I don't have time today. But the music and the colors, it's a beautiful film. It is, yeah. it is gorgeous, and everything is detailed and on purpose. Um, okay, so let's talk about the rhythm of the movie, and we're going to get like real movie critics here for a oh, second. Nice. So there are there are people who don't love Encanto, and that's totally fine. Can I interrupt you for two seconds? Go for it. Megan and I's favorite thing, we like liking things. Mm-hmm. So we will be critical of things we like, and we still like them. There you go. Like you can- And if do, you don't like something, that's completely That's totally fine. Valid. We just don't, we don't pick apart things just to pick apart things. Like we can be like, oh, that was weird and still like it. So I just wanted to be like, we like liking things. I know that there's some people that don't love Encanto. Totally fine. And here's why I think they don't love it. The speed and the pacing of the movie, it just kind of saunters. It never really runs. I think the pacing is abysmal. it's, It's weird. It's not, well... I disagree with abysmal. <laughs> I think it's, it's a weird. It's a weird. For pacing. some, the pacing and the way this movie is structured really lacks excitement. Yeah. Uh, in that there's just there's just never really a gaining of speed. But here's what I think it's for. This is why I think they did it. Um, the speed of the movie is Mirabelle just walking and observing each individual member of her family through a really intentional and really personal vignette. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. one of my favorite formats in movies and in literature. A vignette is just a brief but evocative episode. So it's meant to be like a little pocket, a little little picture And I love that. But the cool thing is, so you think of a vignette almost like as a short story. So you have a big overarching story, but the short story in it is we're watching these vignettes. We see every family member's really personal trauma or a wound they have that rests in who they believe they are valued to be. Yes. And, and that I think is the crux of the movie. It's who they believe they are valued to be. These family members not struggling with who they are, but who they think they're supposed to be. I think it's the joke I made at the beginning about if you're going to be different, you better be useful. Right. Like these family members, this family, they have powers, except for Mirabelle. But all of these family members, they have a power. And they're like, if I'm not using this power, I'm not useful. If I'm not helping the family this way, then it has something to do with their trauma or their wound. And it is heartbreakingly good. You can find a character to relate to or connect to. But anyway, again... I got to I got to go. Keep moving, keep moving. <laughs> Ultimately, we see that much of the individual traumas in this particular family have come from the unprocessed trauma of the matriarch uh, abuela. And here's what is so 
beautiful. And if you've seen the movie, go back and watch these two parts. If you've never seen the movie, just be aware of this as you watch. She thinks that she has processed this trauma. At the very beginning of the movie, she tells Mirabelle where their family came from. But if you watch the animation of her talking about the trauma of losing her husband, um, of having to flee their home with her new triplet babies, Everything is very reserved and solemn. Obviously, it's sad, but everything is very composed. The animation of Abuela losing her husband, she just kind of bows her head very somberly. And then we get through the movie, we see all the trouble, and we get to the real heart of the trauma, and we hear the song about their relationship and leading up to having to flee their home. And the animation changes entirely. She falls to her knees and screams and wails and weeps. And that is the trauma that she has not fully processed or really dealt with. Yeah, because she was being strong for her family. And she thought, this is what we're going to do and we're going to move forward. Right. So I love so much about what this movie says about family, how we function together, how we heal together, um, or sometimes how some people don't. Sometimes no one heals. Sometimes some people do. And then sometimes, as in Encanto, that really encourages other people to heal. As Mirabelle goes through with her sisters and you you see some healing come in those, Mm -hmm. then we get to Abuela and the healing comes there. So in our own personal stories, maybe we don't have something shocking and obvious like Abuela does losing her spouse, being solely responsible for raising this entire lineage alone. But if we define trauma as just pain that has not been appropriately addressed or processed, then I think we can agree that we all have trauma from somewhere. Yeah. And I I love, this is part of a broader theme in Disney movies, and I'm going to interrupt for two seconds, so we'll keep moving, that there is no villain in this movie except trauma, Mm. or the villain is fear, Mm -hmm. because Abuela is afraid of, mm-hmm. Like deep down, because she didn't deal with it, she hit, she is afraid. And so it's one of those movies where there's not a clear-cut villain. I mean, you could say Abuela is the bad but She's not the she's bad not, guy. She's not. She's afraid. And there's trauma. Anyway, the importance of all of that is to recognize the trauma, support one another in it, and discover how to exist with it in the healthiest way possible. Uh, every time you you watch it, every time we watch it, hear the songs, we're encouraged to keep practicing this personally in our own families and teach the children how to do that, uh, which I, I love having that ability. Yeah. That is something we're still learning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this movie, yeah. I feel like, helps. Oh, absolutely. So spot your traumas, find support, help to heal, um, but still hold the beauty of the family and the community that is around you. Yeah. All right, we're moving. Okay, we're moving. We're moving. Number two, we're going to do a TV show, and I'm going to talk about this because I'm going to sing the praises. I'm going to proselytize about this show. Oh, my goodness. That is. <laughs> that is some hefty language. It is bluey. All right? And stay with here. Here's the deal. Proselytize. I am. Even if you don't have kids, you will have feelings and experiences watching this show as members of a family or of a community. It, it's incredible. Um, I, I know people talk about Bluey and you hear people talking about it. If you don't get Bluey, there's no judgment, but I'm just going to say, I think it holds fantastic messages for families to adopt and practice along with just the way we relate to all sorts of people. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Okay. Uh, one of our favorite quotes that we've heard about Bluey is it is a parenting show that kids can enjoy too. That is, that is absolutely <laughs> what it is. It is a show done kind of like by – it's an Australian show put out by the Australian Film Council that's like – I guess their version of PBS sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more a parenting show that kids are like, oh, I like this show. There it's you so go. good. Also, just a quick note. This is just really impressive. They tell an entire story in seven minutes. So the episodes are seven minutes. If you've never seen it, just pop one on. They're so fast. Wait, are they? <gasps> They're vignettes. There you go. You did it. We're learning. We're learning. <laughs> and so it's just impressive in its format alone that you can evoke such strong feelings and lessons in seven minutes. And as a parent, it's so fun to be like, okay, guys, we're going to watch one Bluey. And it's seven minutes. There you go. Or you can give it like, hey, guys, you can do two Blueys. Go pick two. And they, anyway, it's so fun. So we will endlessly talk about Bluey, but we've boiled down to just a few things of here's why we love Bluey today. Number one, they just seem to like each other. They enjoy each other. There's bickering, there's arguing, but the undertone is always love and respect and cherishing one another. They listen to one another. This is this one is one that I like I have to learn. They slow down and mm-hmm. they pay attention. Feelings are always named and validated. No one is made to feel unimportant or as if they are overreacting somehow. It is a masterclass in dealing with children and, and friend relationships, marriage relationships and dealing with yourself. They yeah, they just they take time to pause and figure out what the real issue is in whatever conflict they're having. And that is a practice that we have to intentionally focus on. But it's so beautiful. Again, seven minutes, guys. Seven minutes to watch this happen in a family. So what are some of the lessons that if you watch and these are these are parenting lessons, but again, I Parenting or dealing with kids. And honestly, as we keep growing as people, we realize that all of our parenting lessons are really just people lessons Uh and how to relate to one another. So what do you get? And Bluey, you get gentle parenting. There is, it's always calm. Now the parents do get, what I love is the parents do get tired and frustrated. Like, okay, we're going to jump back here. I didn't put this in the notes. I just thought about it. Oh man, I don't want to be hateful. (laughs) Oh, wow. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Friends, Caillou. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, let's be kind. If you like Caillou, like things, then but- it's fine. But here's the deal Caillou, the parents just seem to be like these unfazed, nothing ever bothered them, just shamans of peace. And like, that's not real. Okay. Like, parents yeah. get tired, parents get frustrated. <laughs> and so, what I love about Bluey is they show that. And also, the parents are focused on practicing love the parents make mistakes in Bluey, there are mistakes made there is anger that is shown and they have to go back there's there's one where the dad is so competitive he cheats (laughs) yeah to win who would do that what a terrible what a parent (laughs) um that's that's me if you haven't been listening (laughs) (laughs) but they they go back and they deal with the thing and they, they they show parents apologizing to children when appropriate. And that is great modeling to show kids how to treat people. They name feelings of both parents and children. Mm-hmm. They get into imaginative play. And it's 
pretty fun. And I would say we've picked up a lot of games and our kids play a lot of games. Oh, we take games from Bluey. And a lot. what I love about the imaginative play in Bluey is a lot of it is practical help. Um, there's a game called Shadowland where the kids can only walk where there's a shadow. And they're just playing in the park. But my kids took it. And last year when I was walking Etta and Walt to school every day to get the big kids, we would play Shadowland, which would keep them walking in my shadow and out of the street. And so it was just a helpful, playful way to practice safe walking. Which leads to creative problem solving. There's a lot of creative problem solving in Bluey dealing with issues. When kids get whiny or tired, instead of just saying quit being whiny and quit being tired, it gives you a lot of uh, ideas for how to just kind of redirect the emotions and redirect the focus um, to just have fun and get through whatever, like the one waiting for the restaurant. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. <laughs> or there's one where they're walking to and from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we've all had a kid whining because they're tired of walking. And um, so just some ideas to the try they, and make it Or they go swimming and dad forgets everything. Yeah. And mom has to come <laughs> save the day. There you go. Anyway. Uh, sibling and friend conflict resolution. There's a lot of conflict resolution, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's done pretty well. Yeah. Uh, we enjoy that. One of the biggest ones, and I think this is one that fits in well with what we do and what we talk about, is that it's about a village. Mm-hmm. It's not just Bluey's mom and dad that are just awesome and everybody else is, is out there and they're pushing them away and <laughs> they're bad at this. That it's everybody together. It's the whole neighborhood. It's the whole family. It's and the neighbors. Yeah. It's, yeah. The neighbors. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the, Dude, the neighbors. Were I they? can't remember her name. The lady next door. She's incredible. The lady. <laughs> um, so I can't funny. remember her name either, but she yeah. like takes him and makes him cut his hair. And yep. Yep. <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, Bluey, they just love each other. There's parenting lessons. And then again, seven <laughs> minutes, but they managed to address and just acknowledge really tough things. Um, there's a Bluey episode that just acknowledges. It doesn't solve. It doesn't. It doesn't provide any like, you know, quick fix, but it just addresses miscarriage and that that's a part of life. And relationships. Mm-hmm. They go through death. Yeah. And what happens after death? Like, right. It's a, oh. <laughs> oh, I just started thinking about it. There's uh, episodes that comment on the brevity, but the beauty of life, um, how quick kids' childhoods go. <sighs> um, There's a whole... There's an episode about Bandit, the dad, who is amazing, uh, <laughs> wanting like getting a vasectomy and like, yeah, all yeah, the emotions yeah. that that deals with. Right, right, and and again, this is a children's show, so they so don't say that. They word. don't say vasectomy. Your kid's not going to go, "Hey, what's a vasectomy?" Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but they just address it. Um, spousal conflict. They show parents in conflict with one another, whether it's bickering or whether it's a really serious uh, conversation about how you parent together. That's in Bluey. While you're having a disagreement about how the parent, how the child should be parenting, so yeah. good. Or even just the silly, like, well, I took the last one, you take this one. Like those little silly moments of like, right, just right. parenting. It's- they show kids with different needs. Um, there's an episode with a kid who is he makes just some offhand comment about how I can't remember if it's about grades or just not being a quote unquote good student. And then the kids just encourage him. But yeah, but you're really good at this Mm -hmm. and just kind of building each other up and finding all of those different ways to be recognized and valued. And then I think the last thing that it does really well that can be heavy, but awesome is this just gives you perspective. 
it'll it'll take and again a big concept but it gives you seven minutes of perspective on it and you can laugh while you do it too or you get sucker punched with the tears um, there are okay so i really do want to categorize there's three the levels yes three levels oh we've talked about this okay what we've did talked, we decide are the three levels that there's just the fun episodes because there's, like there's fun, ones that the kids watch all the time there's one about farting they don't say farting. So. It's family meeting. They family fluff, meeting. They, dad fluffs in one of the kids' faces. <laughs> and that's the that's the thing. And uh, that sounds so tacky, but it's so wholesome. And it's about being honest. Right, the whole episode's right. about honesty. <laughs> um, so there's there's the fun ones. There's the parenting ones. Like, it's definitely a heavy parenting lesson. And then there's the life perspective ones. And they are... And you'll just find yourself at the end of a quick seven minutes in heaving sobs. <laughs> But no, it's really fun. <laughs> it really is. And it's it's cleansing and um, it's cathartic. And it is. Yeah. So. So again, I know I use the word proselytize and that's <laughs> that's me being very silly. But I, I think people, if you don't, you think, oh, it's another kid show. I know grownups right now who are not raising little children in their home who watch Bluey by themselves. Absolutely. And very much enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And and get, you know, the music's fun, the colors are fun, but the stories are good and wholesome. And I'm just telling you, if you know any little kids, like let's say you don't have kids, that's that's totally fine. But if you know some kids and you know they watch Bluey, if you can talk about an episode of Bluey, you have just leveled up. I was just about to say that. If you want to connect with a kid, talk talk some Bluey. Bluey. (laughs) Learn learn some of those phrases, learn some of those things. It is it will level you up. Yeah, they will they will adore it. So really not enough time to flesh out either of those two media chunks. But just know this what we consume as kids and adults is important. And these two examples can both be incredible incredibly encouraging to seek healing and positivity in our lives. You should check them out with kids or on your own. And we're not kidding. Adults watch Bluey. I love it. I'm telling you. (laughs) uh, It's just, man, it's so good. But last thing, we did really good. We did really good. I feel like I'm like, okay, did I say everything? I I mean, we went through all my notes. But um, but yeah, that was, we were driving it. All right. So very fast. Okay. Are you excited for something this week? Oh. I have one. I, I mean, can, yeah, I go. you go first. Let me think. I get to go see my friends this week. You do. We're, we're doing we're doing a guy trip. A guy trip. My so friend, these are friends friend that don't Aaron, live here. My friend Aaron, he graduated with his master's in December and his wife awesomely scheduled, like she she texted all of us and was like, hey, do you guys want to hang out? Uh, you guys want to do like an Airbnb? And so we are going guy's trip. And there I'm you go. super excited. I'm excited like, for you. We we did this in 2019 and we're afterwards we were like, we're going to do this every year. And then 2020 happened. <laughs> and then and things. Dadgummit. Uh, so anyway, I'm excited to see the boys. It's we be, were all yeah. in each other's weddings and they were all in, like, it was just, it, man, I'm excited to see the boys. That's going to be fun. And someday I want like a whole family. I know. We need to do together. a family one. Um, I'm just excited about this week, just jumping back into regular life. I'm sad about my kids going back to school, but I also love that how much they love their friends. Uh, one's doing a spelling bee this week. Yeah. We've been working really hard on that. I just have a couple things planned with people, just like lunches Good. and just kind of getting back, back to the to, rhythm. Yeah. The rhythm. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. <laughs> I was sitting with Hank this morning. No one else was up. We were sitting together and I said, hey. Are you excited to see your friends tomorrow? And he was like, "Yes." Right? He like he is so ready. Like yeah. it's so good. I'm excited. Love downtime, but rhythm is beautiful too. It is. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for another week. You can send us questions, comments, good vibes, other vibes. Uh, you can talk about how whether you love or hate Bluey, or if you want to you... join it, if you want to join it on hating Caillou, 
You can send me a message. I feel really bad. What if somebody loves Caillou? I know. I'm sorry. I've never if met you love a person. Caillou, I'm sorry. I've never met a person that loves Caillou, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you can send us those messages on Instagram at Shtickless, or you can find us on TikTok. We have two. There's two now <laughs> at Shticktok08. Or you can email us shtickless at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this conversation, please share us with your friends, whether they have kids or not. This is fun stuff to talk about because nothing's better than talking about healing trauma. (laughs) (laughs) But we want to do that with you. We want to continue the conversation. So one of the biggest helps you can do is to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to us, but it also advertises our content to a wider audience. Megan, do you have anything else? I don't think so. If I start, I'll not stop. Okay. You did really good. <laughs> I, I did. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you for, for pushing through. Well, guys, we are so glad that you were here. Please join us again next Tuesday. I'm Jeff. And I'm Megan. And this has been Shtickless. Shtickless.